Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Into the Mind with Marlon Johnson. I am your host, Marlon Johnson, and I'm crazy excited for all of you returning for today's episode because we have some amazing guests. We have three brothers, the Donis brothers, that's Kenny, Jeffrey, and Kerwin, and these guys are absolute rock stars in the real estate space. They're young. They're 18 years old, 19, and 22, and they are killing it. Since January of 2020 is when they started, they've already locked up eight deals and one creative finance deal where they took over a house for free. Yes, I said it for free. We're talking about guys that just got out of high school already owning homes, owning real estate. They're going to share with you their mindset, their secrets, what they do on a day-to-day basis, how they operate, how they work together, and where they want to go for the future. Now, as you already know, there is a price of admission to listen to these episodes, and it doesn't involve you taking out your wallet. What I ask is if you receive any value at all, and I mean any value, You screenshot yourself listening to this show. You share it on social media, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, your Facebook, Twitter, anywhere that you are online, share it with your friends, tag us in it, let us know that you are listening, let us know what you like, and reach out. Let's continue this conversation and let's spread the knowledge, let's spread the value. Because remember, if something is beneficial for you, Odds are it's going to help out other people in your situation, in your circle, and that's how you all grow together. So don't keep it to yourself. Share it. We are a community, and I can only reach so many people on my own. You have access to an entire network of individuals who could benefit from the knowledge that my guests bring each and every week, and I want you to give that to them for free. You heard me say it. I want you to give it to them for free. So without further ado, let's get started with today's episode. So what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson. Today, I'm sitting with Kenny, Jeffrey, and Kerwin. These are the founders of Donis Ventures, a real estate investment company based in North Carolina. These brothers have already done a handful of real estate deals. They're being directly mentored by Pace Morby, and they're becoming the go-to experts in their local market for all things creative finance. What's cool is that they're young, hungry entrepreneurs, and they take action. They document the entire process. On YouTube, they put together videos of themselves in the field, talking to sellers, walking properties, showing the world how it's done from the ground up. They're active on all forms of social media, and they're constantly responding to anyone that has any questions about how to get into the game. These guys are hustlers and at a young age, their time is already so extremely valuable. So I want to thank you all for coming on the show today. And I want to dive into your guys' history, you know, with one of the most obvious questions, which is first off, how old are you guys and how did you get into real estate? Yeah, so I'm 18. I'm 18 as well. So yeah, um, I guess I'll start. Um, I'm 21. Um, so one day, you know, I was just sitting. It was November or, you know, I, I went to college, of course. So it was spring semester of 2018. And um, I was at my apartment in Greensboro. Uh, and I was just sitting there watching The Breakfast Club. And uh, Charlemagne the God had brought on this guy named Mark Wynn who is now, his name's like, uh, on Instagram is Mark Flips Houses. And he was 
talking about how you can flip houses with no money out of your pocket and no credit. And that just really caught my attention. He was saying like, you know, like I want to put like minorities onto this because this is a way that we can all get out of the trenches. And he was like, man, I came from nothing. Like I came from broke and I've made a couple millions. And I was like, okay. And I just started doing research. And I told my brothers, I was like, man, like this is something we could do. Um, but we kind of just talked about it and we never really started, um, you know, like, like we, we started until the end of 2019. That's when we really, really started like actually doing, uh, you know, getting into more, like we started taking action. Like we started calling and stuff like that. So Kerwin was actually the one that started calling first. I was just learning. Um, so I'll let him explain kind of how he started, uh, the end of last year. Yeah. So I actually uh, got, I was introduced to this guy who was actually uh, goes to my college. Uh, he went to my college and uh, he has two investment companies, real estate investment companies. He's a flipper, but he also wholesales. Um, and he also you know, it does private lending. Like he receives private lending and invests people's money. Um, and he had me cold calling for him. And so that's kind of how I got into cold calling. And I'm just kind of, you know, that was the gateway drug for me for real estate. I was beginning uh, to cold call and he's taught me how to, sorry, like qualify a lead. Um, and then that was in 2019. So we went to winter over winter break. We went to Guatemala. That's where my mom's from. Um, and we kind of were exposed to our very like humbling background. Uh, they're like the very low, low income, um, even the bottom of a developing country. Um, and that's really when we sat down and said like, we were, we're so blessed to be in this country and to have all the opportunities we do and we're not going to waste any time we have here. Um, so we just decided to start hitting the ground running as soon as 2020 hit. So January 2nd, uh, 2020 was when we officially started taking action. Um, and we didn't know, we like knew nothing. I mean, we just took an imperfect action and uh, learning on the way, along the way, we took many L's along the way, but uh, it was, it's been amazing so far. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so and we started in January. Kerwin was at the University of Chapel Hill, and uh, it's like 20 minutes from where we live. I went to Wilmington, and my brother Kenneth was at Greensboro. So pretty much what I would do is cold call for like two hours in between, um, like my before I uh, went to go eat dinner and after all my classes. So I only have like about two hours before I had to start doing homework. So it was really big on time management, um, and I we, we weren't really doing much because um, you only you don't have you have so much limited time in college, especially if you're trying to balance a business as well as school, as well as social life. So I really had to learn to like manage what I wanted to do with my time. Um, and then once, once school ended, we went to, we got sent home because of quarantine. I decided, you know what? I was doing really well in school, but I didn't really want to be there anymore. So I was starting to slack off in school and started putting more time towards my business. And I honestly see the quarantine as a blessing. Uh, I know it was like a, it's a really, um, it's like a negative thing for our, our country, but I, I took it as a, you know, what am I going to do with this time now that I have more free time? I can stay at home. I can either go out and do things I shouldn't be doing, or I can stay at home and like dive really deep into this business. Um, and we just started hitting the ground all day. Uh, and that's, that's, that's when we really started exploding because um, in college, we were all at school. So we can only put maybe two to three hours a day. Now we are waking up early, going to sleep late, doing this as much as we could. So that's kind of how we got into it. Guys, I absolutely love that. I mean, a lot of people would look at you and say like, okay, you're a full-time in college. Like you're not going to have the time to do this. And you're saying like, no, there are little open gaps of windows, little one hours here, two hours here, 30 minutes here. And you're just utilizing it, maximizing it. You understood where you've come from. You had that experience of being able to travel, go back to your home country and seeing, okay, there's a scale here. And being here in America, 
even if you're at the bottom of here in America, if you've ever left this country and you've gone, my family's Trinidadian and Jamaican. So I used to go back home to the islands as well. So I recognize what it's like to go home and see there's a whole nother level of poverty out there. And to recognize that just being in this country is already a blessing and an opportunity if you recognize it and see it. So that's absolutely amazing. I had no clue that you guys were so green that you guys had just started this past January, really. And because you've already had so much success, at least in my eyes, I would say you guys had had so much success already and that you're putting in this constant effort. So for yeah, all the people... I, I feel like... Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just, just like say, such a, mm-hmm, yeah, for all the people out there that think that if you don't have enough time, you can't make it happen. Like you guys just told me you're all college students. Like that's rough to make college work and then to be starting up a business on the side as well. There's no time for that, especially if you're trying to have a social life. I'm sure at some point you guys killed the social life. But uh, yeah. what were you about to say, Jeff? Well, the first thing um, Gary Vee said all the time, it's like the chance of being a human being, period, is like a trillion, four trillion to one or something like that. It's actually probably bigger than that, but um, and then being in America, that's another blessing. So I feel like a lot of people here just uh, take that for granted and going to another country, um, it just really shows like we really are in a really good spot to, to you know, be here. Um, my mother, we didn't come from like a, a, we came from a low income background. So um, and a lot of people take that as an excuse to not, you know, try to do something with your life and um, just try to like feel sorry for yourself. But I feel like if anything, it's made me who I am and uh, going through those obstacles that we went through growing up has just built me into someone that anything that goes all wrong, I, I, people, other people would say, you know, there's something that is an obstacle to me. It's just like, yeah, I get to use this as a lesson. It makes me stronger. I kind of like that because anytime I'm feeling uncomfortable, I'm going through something fearful. Um, I, I feel like I'm growing. If whenever I'm uncomfortable, I hate that. Like if I'm doing something that everyone else is doing, I'm most likely just going to end up where they are. So, um, or when people, most people get to you and I feel like, if you want to be great or you want to do something great with your life, most people don't, don't do those things that make them uncomfortable. So you kind of just have to go into your, you know, um, your, get out of your comfort zone. And to go back on the school note, I actually, after my freshman year, I decided I wasn't going back. Um, so I, I was really good in the, during that time. But once I found real estate, it was my passion. I wanted financial uh, freedom. Um, and I love business. I love reading. Uh, I think building my schedule around what I want to do rather than what the college structure is, I just, I wasn't happy at school. I mean, I was good at it, um, but I just did not, I, it wasn't for me. I don't think, um, I don't think I'll ever regret not going back, but you never know, you know, you can go back. Um, and my, my brother also, they can tell you what they're doing, but yeah, if I personally won't go back, so I'm doing entrepreneurship full time. <laughs> I love it. So, I mean, I completely agree with you in the sense that school, I went to college as well. And just before getting ready to go to graduate school, I decided, you know what, this isn't the path for me. This doesn't work. Ultimately, I think a lot of people have it in their mind that you're supposed to go this step, this step, this step, this step. And then at the end of that last step, the whole world is just supposed to open up for you. And they come to the hard realization that now when you step out into the real world, it's the same scenario that you saw four years ago that you're seeing four years in the future. Even with a college degree, you still need to go out. You still need to hustle. You still need to network. You still need to make it happen. So rather than going and kind of pretending to be preparing for this, why don't you actually just start doing it and begin preparing for it? And what you said earlier, which guys said is that taking that imperfect action, that's always going to be the cure. That's always going to be what you need to do. You have to just get out and take the imperfect action. You're going to screw up. You're not going to be able to avoid every mistake. It's impossible because no one has a crystal ball. You can't see the future. So for anyone listening right now, 
let that be a lesson. Really start just taking that imperfect action. You're going to figure it out along the way as you get going. So with you guys, you know, you guys do have your team, you have your company and it's Donna's Ventures. Is it just the three of you or are there more people on the team? So Donna's Ventures is actually like our brand. Um, so what we've learned, and, and this is really what my, my brothers actually, you know, I wasn't too fond of it at first, but, you know, whenever you're trying to get big um, and, and, you know, reach the level of success that, you know, we're trying to reach, you always, people always have a brand. And, um, you know, with a brand, you know, we're, we're not trying to stay just within real estate. You know, uh, eventually I want to write books. I want to, I just want so many streams of income. And if you build a brand and build a following, you can push and advertise or market anything you want to, which is so key. Um, Gary Vee is very big on that with a following. You can like, you're just like an, you're an influencer. You can pretty much influence any, any product you come out with, any service you come out with. So Donna's Ventures is our brand, um, but we have an LLC here in North Carolina. Uh, it's called Carolina Cash Properties LLC. Um, but this week, it was actually the first week we actually hired four virtual assistants that are full-time call callers for us. Um, we're, looking, we're, we're, we're looking to train some acquisitions guys. So we have a few people that um, they started cold calling and they will be filling in the acquisitions role hopefully sometime soon, uh, depending on, you know, how well they can handle objectives, how well they can, um, you know, run the numbers. And, and I mean, mm -hmm. of, of course we have to train them. Um, but yeah. if they're dedicated, um, you know, we told them we're, we're trying to reach the top. Of course, uh, we want to make, you know, a, a good amount of money, but at the same time, in order to do that, we have to have people who are working with us that are also very, very successful because, you know, if, if you want to be multimillionaire, you got to have some millionaires on your team too. You know, you, and, and if, if, I, if we don't bring millionaires up with us, then the, the top is going to be very, very boring. I want, I want to see people up there with us, you know? Yeah. I also feel like the, the way we're trying to do it. Um, and I, everyone says this, it's really hard to find people that are as obsessed as you. Um, cause I'm, I'm doing this full time. Like I sacrifice hanging out with my friends. Uh, I don't watch Netflix. I don't watch Hulu. I don't listen to music. I, I I'm obsessed with learning. I'm obsessed with um, real estate, anything that can better me. Uh, I've even like, I work out a lot. I'm just trying to be great in every aspect of my life. Um, so I, I just try to like meditate as much as possible. I feel like looking at life through those lens, it's, it's very rare when you find someone that thinks like that, just, just to be honest, around my age, especially. Because um, like my brothers, yes, I have two best friends who are also, um, you probably see them on Instagram, they're ACO Investments or Ethan Newman, that's his name, and my, ben, my friend Ben Rowan. Um, they're, they're similar with the mindset, but other than that, it's kind of hard. Like most people are on the same path and, and, you know, it's just like, it's really not something that you see a lot. So that's what I'm saying. When it's coming to hiring people, it's, it's that's like the hardest part in my opinion. It's finding someone that's going to work as hard as you, because you don't want to pull someone along with you. It, it would be like, like Pace Morby said, pushing a string. You want to, you want to be pulling the string. And if you're pushing the string, you're just not going to go anywhere. It's, like, it's almost impossible. So I think with the people that we're working with now, um, we just kind of want to test the waters and see if, if they're really dedicated and they'll cold call or generate leads. Um, we're just going to give them what they need and we're going to back off. And if they produce, they produce. And that shows that that'll give them a chance to prove that they deserve to be here because we're not, you know, we're, we're still really um, young. Our company just started about eight months ago. So 
if you want to get on now, you know, I think that's a great way to do it. But if not, no worries. And this is going to move forward regardless. Dude, I absolutely love what you said there because a lot of the listeners that listen to this, they're in situations like yourself where they are young. They feel extremely isolated in the thought process that they have. They may be able to fit in with their friend group, but ultimately they think differently and they're beginning to notice that. And they're beginning to realize they want things a little bit differently than everyone else. They're not content. And that's exactly what it sounds like is going on with you guys. You know, you're talking about having a brand. And what I love about this is you're talking about it from the beginning. You're talking about it from right now. So it's showing that it is intentional. That's not happening by accident. I think a lot of people think people just get lucky. That's not the case. It's never been the case. It's always been intentional. Gary B talks about this. Pace Morby talks about like all of these guys that we know that are successful, that have reached the top of the mountain. They tell you that, yeah, I saw this from the very beginning. And now you're looking for the right people to come along with you. Those people have to also see the vision. They have to also have that dedication, desire, and drive. And that's hard to find. You want to find those people that it's, we may not know everything, but you're willing to figure it out. You're willing to grow. And that's the hardest part. You got to find other growth-oriented people. So that's really cool that you guys are actively looking into doing that and that you're building your brand around being able to have multiple streams of income, being able to tap into different networks, being able to do so many different things. So let me ask you guys, while you're building these systems uh, or building these brands, are you implementing systems to allow yourselves to scale? Is that something that you think about intentionally and that you build out consciously? Yeah, I, I think, um, so we, 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 I reach out personally to a lot of people. Um, so personally, like our team right now, that's what we're trying to get better at is scaling the system. So first we're trying to just focus on lead generation. And as we do that, we'll slowly build up and eventually hire acquisition managers. And then we'll just move up. Eventually it'll be passive. But we, um, by networking, we've been meeting people who maybe they're not really, really big in real estate, but they've been in business a long time and they kind of know how to build a business because real estate is just a business, what we're doing. Um, other than the creative finance side, I think that we're wholesaling. It's you can build a business. It's like a product production line. So that's what a businessman can help us with because we are young. This is our first business. So I feel like there's there's other people that you can network with. So even though we don't know how to implement those systems, we're going to find out from someone else how to exactly do it. So that's kind of what we are in the stages of doing. I mean, as we hire more people, uh, hopefully we can learn how to like do that. So that way we can move on to other businesses in the future. Like my brother said, we don't always want to be in real estate. We're always going to be in it but that's not the only thing we want to do. I want to be a serial entrepreneur. I want to be a multi you know, investor as well as a business person in cash flow quadrant. I'm not sure if you've read that book. Um, there's two sides of the, of the, the thing, the ENS and then the BNI. I want to be on the BNI side. Um, and by doing that, that way I'll be able to have passive income. So I love that. And I actually want to go back and emphasize something you said, because this part I think gets glazed over by a lot of people, especially younger people which is you said that you're able to tap into other businessmen, even if they don't know real estate, you know, like they might be in clothing or they might be in marketing or they might be in who knows, like maybe they own a bunch of nail salons or something like that, but you recognize business is business. It's building the system that acts as a conveyor belt, regardless of what industry you're in. Can you dive in a little bit deeper with that? Because I don't think, people quite have figured that out yet. I think they think, hey, I know how to, I know all about cars. So if I'm going to have a car business, I need to only talk to people that know and understand cars. 
versus you guys are saying like, hey, I have a real estate business, but I'll go and talk to people who don't even understand real estate, who don't understand the jargon, the terminology. They couldn't tell you a good deal from a bad deal, but I'll let them help me build my business. Yeah, so really what we've come to learn, um, business is pretty much, especially sales, anything sales is pretty much three, it's just three parts to um, especially any sales oriented business. It's generating leads, closing, whether that's closing deals, selling products or whatever it is. And then of course, um, distributing or um, selling. So it's like, you have to generate the leads first, which is what we learned is very, very important because um, it, you know, it's the same anywhere. You have to put out marketing. People have to know who you are. They have to know what you do, what your services. So for example, cars, you know, I worked as a car salesman last summer and I didn't realize like when they would say mailers, like I will send out mailers. I didn't realize that till we got into the real estate business that they would actually send out marketing and that draws people in, which then allows us to get leads. Um, and then these leads could be converted into potential clients. Um, and then of course, once we close the clients and sign deals, then they can, of course, we, we distribute their car. So it's like, it all starts with marketing. You got to get your service out there because if people don't know what you do, they don't know who you are. You're not going to get, you know, anywhere in business. Um, so yeah, I would say it's really three parts. That's why it doesn't matter what business it is. I, I feel like once you learn how to structure one business, you can go out and pretty much do any other business because then you learn what it takes, not only what it takes, but that, there's systems and it's really just a three part system. You just have to figure out in each, like uh, in each industry, what niche, um, you, what niche. Cause of course the systems aren't always the exact same, but they're almost alike, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel like with, um, with real estate, um, for example, you just, you're, you're paying for marketing and you want to make sure that the money you're spending on that, you bring in more leads. And then you generate more income than you're spending. It's just like anything. You just want to make make sure the business cash flows. So like when you're looking at um, like for example, Shark Tank, a lot of the investors they'll uh, they'll pretty much just base it off of what the business can cash flow because that's what you want to profit. So as long as it's like a production line, if you're selling something like we're selling a service, as long as you can profit off of it, it's a business. And we don't have all the answers, but the thing is, like I'm sure you've read John Rockefeller. Uh, one day he was in a meeting and some people they were like, hey, this guy doesn't know anything. He's just wealthy for whatever reason. But he was like, yeah, ask me anything. And he didn't give anyone of the answers. But then he'll call, he was like, give me a second. He called people in. Other people, he was like, I have people who have the answers, even if I don't. That's, what, that's pretty much what it is to be a top of the business. You don't need to know all the answers. I don't know all the answers, but I'll know someone who does. And that's the whole point of networking. I feel like the biggest part in business, like I said, we're still young, but I'm working hard to meet people. And I know these people, they might not, they might not be in real estate as much as I am, um, but they don't know how to do creative financing, whatever, whatever that the case is. But they can bring something else to the table that I can't. And that's the whole point of business, just networking. So when they say your net worth is your network, I think that's 100% gold. Like that's exactly what it is. Because if you don't know something and you know someone who does, then that's pretty much you knowing it. And as long as you have the right team around you, you can do great things. Once again, man, seriously, I love it. I love the fact that you guys recognize, first off, that marketing is absolutely the lifeblood of any business. And all businesses require that you go out and you get the customer, you get the world to know about what you're doing. So when I look at you guys on social media, when I see your Instagram, I see your YouTube, I see your Facebook, I see your Twitter. I'm like, okay, these guys are announcing to the world, 
here we are, this is the service we provide, let us help you. And now the world can begin having that conversation of, oh, okay, like now it's gonna pop up. You're always gonna be in the back of their mind when they think of anything real estate, anything neglected home, pre-foreclosure, any of that kind of stuff, you're gonna be there for them to have as a resource. And then I love that you recognize in a business, Jeff, that you're saying you don't actually need to know everything. And that's something I think a lot of folks that get into business for themselves. I don't know if you guys ever read the E-Myth, but they talk about like the yeah, entrepreneurial yeah. seizure where it's the issue of the technician, the let's say it's the car mechanic who yeah. feels like, hey, I know the most about cars. I could fix up any car. I'm the best mechanic in the world. Why should I be working for the shop, giving them my money? I'm just going to go open the shop myself. And they try and be the person that does every little detail themselves. And ultimately, they end up shooting themselves in the foot and their business crumbles versus the person at the top who's actually doing well. He admits, I don't know everything, but like you said, I can pick up the phone and I can call the expert in, in the particular field that I need. So they build a power team around them, which Robert Kiyosaki, he's huge on building yeah. power teams. Pace Morby, huge on squatting up. I see it with you guys. I'm like, man, like you guys have a in-house squad. Like the family is just there squatting up all day long. I love it. So let me ask that's, you guys. Oh, no, no, no. That's what yeah. Cashflow Cogent, Robert Kiesel talks about it a lot. The difference between a self-employed or an S is um, they, they feel like they have to do everything or someone else isn't going to do it as well. That's like the whole point of starting a business. If you can't delegate, you'll never have a business. And that's what people, I feel like fear is the one thing that keeps people from delegating because they feel that, oh, they're going to do something wrong. They're not going to do it as good as me. Well, yeah, but you don't want to be doing that all day. Like my mom, for example, she's a self-employed um, for her, whatever she does, right? She literally will tell me all the time. If, if, oh, I don't want my, I don't want to hire people because they're not going to do it just as well as I can. So I'd rather just not deal with the complaints. And I, when I was growing up, I would hear this and I'd be like, well, that makes sense. But then when I started reading, actually applying knowledge and like learning more stuff, I looked at it and I was like, wait, what she's saying is coming from a self-employed mindset. That's why she's going to stay here. That's why she has to work hard for her money every single day. You know what I mean? But if you don't learn how to move over to the right side of the, of the quadrant and be a business or an investor, because well, the investor will get the money to work for them. The business will get people to work for them. As a self-employed, you're never going to move over here unless you change your mindset. So I feel like those people who are, who are like with the self-employed, they're just not really, um, I understand where they're coming from. But at the same time, what are you trying to get at? Are you trying to reach these goals? Because if you want to keep working harder all day, every day, then yeah, you're doing fine. But the fear is holding them back. They're fearful of other people not doing what they can do or, or what they think they can do. That's the whole point of growing a business. So I guess it comes back to what your goal is. Because if your goal is to build a business, you have to switch your mindset. And I guess the only way to do that is to read books or talk to people who, who can, you know, who are already have that mindset. So that's pretty much the way to go about it. Um, but it's not an easy thing to do. I feel like a lot of people are stuck in their ways. And just to be honest, and I feel like the society, like the general population thinks like that. That's why there's not many entrepreneurs. It's a really fearful thing to do. I mean, you're taking risks every day. I mean, there's not nothing guaranteed. Um, you only, you, it's like a, you kill what you eat. You eat what you kill. So that's right. kind of why, um, but I love it. I, I think risk is fun. I think this whole thing, I mean, I'm young. So I think since we got into it so early, I can mess up 10 times and I'll still be successful. I think failing is the best thing. Like I love, I love anything. I mean, nothing's, nothing's scary, honestly. I, just, I know that like there's people, people always tell us like, you're young, you have so much time. Um, I would trade places with you any day. And that just keeps me going harder. Cause I'm like, I don't, I'm just about to turn 19. That's like scary. I do not want to get older. I want to stay 18. Yeah. Like I want to stay this age because I feel like, like this is like, I feel like if I get, the more older I get, the less I feel like uh, I'm doing. Like the less, uh, uh, I don't really care what people think of me, but I just want to be, I want to stay young. You know what I mean? I hate getting older because I feel like time is going away. And I feel like if I keep that mindset, 
that keeps me going harder. Dude, I love it, man. I love it. Like, yes, your time is the most important currency. That youth is on your side. It brings me to a question I wanted to ask you about that. But before I go there, you just said something insanely, insanely awesome, which I loved. Like, the first time I heard it in the way you put it, which is you said like your B&I, right? Your business and your investments. With your business, you're getting people to work for you. With your investments, you're getting your money to work for you. And if you ever listen to Bob Proctor, Bob Proctor talks about there's only two ways in the world to make money. That's it. Only two ways. You are either going to work and making money or you're sending your money out to work to make money. So you recognizing that, hey, if I create a business, I'm multiplying the amount of me's. I'm multiplying the amount of people that I can deploy out to go and make money. That's insane. A lot of people don't ever think like that. They're on that, you said, that S side where they're self-employed and they recognize, all right, I can go out and make money or I can just go get a job and I can go make money. But it's like, well, I can go put other people to work to make money and it's going to make me money as well. So really cool. So with the age now, you guys are all young. I'm sure, or I don't know, but have you had the experience of going out, talking to sellers, meeting up with them in person or meeting with other investors and them just looking at you like, who are these kids? Like not taking you serious. And what do you do in those situations? Yeah, I can start. So, that. Oh yeah, um, go ahead. Carl. The other day, actually it's funny you said that because I was cold calling and Someone was like, are you even old enough to drive? Because um, I guess my voice sounded kind of youthful. And I took it as a compliment. I was like, I hope you meant well by that. I'm, I'm, I'm flattered. But um, I do think that it's, it's only uh, an obstacle if you let it be. Uh, I, I like it. I think it's like our, our strength because people come in and we kind of like take them, take their guard down in a way because we are so young. But also uh, they're even more impressed that, that we're, we are this knowledgeable in our field um, at this age. And so a lot of people are like, wow, look, you like, like kind of like how you said, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, boost myself at all, but people are, are impressed by it. Um, and it, it definitely helps uh, establish credibility in a way. Yeah. Dude, I love so that. I would say, yeah, yep. uh, honestly for me, I mean, I'm 22 years old. Um, and, and that is, you know, to me, I feel like 22 is, is, you know, not that young anymore. Like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a young adult. Um, and so I know that of course I'm, I still have so much time ahead of me. Um, but I like my favorite thing to do is of course, talk to sellers because I just have a lot of confidence. And I think that as long as you show up, you don't even like at first I, I, when I first went to our first appointment, I didn't even know what I was talking about, but I showed up with confidence. I went, I just, you know, I winged it, but I just showed up with so much confidence that no one ever questioned it. Like I I'm 22. I'm always told I look so much younger and, you know, people probably think I'm 18, but especially now that I, when I go to appointments, I have a lot of knowledge. I have ways, you know, especially with creative finance, I have ways that I can help sellers that are in sticky situations um, out, you know, and, and I have things that they've never even heard of. So when they hear things that are possible, that they never even heard of coming from a young guy, especially when I'm confident, I'm, I'm always like the first one that loses eye contact loses. You know, I, I always make sure I make eye contact and that is like, you just have to be confident. If you bring confidence, no one will ever question you. Um, and I, and I really like, I've always had kind of confidence, but there's this guy named Jacob blank. He's 17 year old um, out of Arizona. He's mentored by like Carlos Sal and, and Alex signs. Um, and he's only 17 year old. He's run, he runs a eight figure business right now or yeah, no seven figure business, million dollar business. But 
he's only 17. And he said one time in one of his interviews, like he is the owner of that business at 17, you know? Um, and you know, someone I, I was watching, you know, this was in like February, I was watching, um, all in entrepreneurs podcast and they had him on at 17 years old and they were like, so at 17, you walk in, um, what do people say to you? Um, like you're 17 year old, do they ever like, you know, try to question you? And he's like, well, I feel like if you walk in and you walk in with authority and show them who is the boss, because I am the boss, you know, that's what he said. I am the boss. So he walks in and he's like, if you show up with authority, you show up with confidence, like people will take you seriously. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people, what keeps them <clears throat> from being confident is being scared of what like, others are going to think. And that, that, that used to be heavy. Like, in all the decisions that we've made, um, like growing up, like, I feel like that's just like the one thing that you do have to deal with is what people think because you are young. Um, you're scared of things. And it's, I read a book called A New Earth. Have you read it, Marlon? No, I haven't read A New Earth. I recommend it. I recommend it, bro. Really good. But it pretty much just says, like, everything that you can think of, it's – it's a mental construct. If you're present, if you're present and you're here, you don't let negative thoughts come in. You don't let any thoughts come in because anything, any thought is a mental construct. You're not really, it's not like a real thing. It's all, it's all here. And if you can control your mind, because your mind, your ego, it, it's like, it possesses you. And it starts, the thoughts that come in, it's actually all like, like I read the book and I started like breathing after yoga. I can actually be present. I don't let thoughts come in. So once I'm like focused on whatever I'm doing, whether that is sitting here, no, no, no thoughts are coming into my head. Therefore, I'm not thinking of anything else because it's not real. Like I'm here. You know what I mean? So I feel like you can, at first you can appreciate that the small things. Like I can stare at a plant and be happy. I can, I can do anything and I'm happy. But I, and if you, if you took and think like that, you won't get like fearful. You won't get anxious. You won't get stressed about random things like, oh, this person thinks I'm young. Like that doesn't even come to my mind anymore. You know what I mean? Like I'm 18, I'm whatever age I am. It doesn't matter. Like I'm doing this. And as long as you, the other thing I can say, as long as you actually apply yourself to learn to actually do the business, no one can question that. Like, I'm on the phone talking to like 40, 50 year old men, and they're like, How old are you? You sound young. I'm like, I'm 18. I was like, Well, you're a smart 18 year old. I'm like, Well, thank you. I work hard. You know what I mean? Like, I, I put my life, like, I dedicate my life to this. So, yeah, like, I think you, you should, I deserve to be a, to anything that I get, like, I, I earned it. So, like, I feel like a lot of people, they can, like, Yeah, well, I'm scared to do this. I'm scared to do that. Well, you're not putting in the work to actually learn the stuff. Like, how do you expect to, to, to not be scared? Like, you, you, you're going into these meetings and you don't really know a lot. You know what I mean? Even if you don't know a lot, as long as you're taking a perfect action, like we said earlier, you're going to be fine. Like you're going to learn on the way there. And I feel like it's the most fun thing, honestly, just going into things that you, like I said, going out of your, uncomfort, um, your comfort zone is the most fun thing you can do. You're just growing. You know? and, and most people can't do it. And I keep that in mind when I'm like, well, I'm doing things that most people can't do. I, I try not to think of it, but I'm like, this is even more fun. And like, if no one else can do it, I want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, it keeps me going. Dude, exactly, exactly. I mean, you guys are all individually getting into the driver's seat of your life. And that's uncomfortable for a lot of people. A lot of people don't want that pressure because that means they have to admit if I screw up, I can't blame anybody else. If I decide to sit as a passenger, then I can blame the driver. But if I decide to get behind the wheel and I crash and I hit something, yeah, I got to take that L. I got to admit it was me. And a lot of people don't want to take that. But then guess what? You also don't get to choose where this vehicle goes. You don't get to go to the top of the mountain if that's where you want to be. You don't get to, if you make it there, it's on accident. I don't like playing that game. And it sounds like you guys don't like playing that game either. So I love that you take what 
some people might consider a disadvantage and you use it to your side. You use it to your advantage. You use it to lower people's defenses, lower their guard, and then you just hit them with excellence. You show them, yeah, what does it matter that I'm 18 years old? I understand all of this. What does it matter that I'm 22? I'm walking in here. I'm confident. I'm telling you exactly what you need to hear. You can focus on my age or you can focus on letting me solve your problem. Which do you want to do? And because you're speaking with that confidence, they're just, they're blown back. They're like, okay, because ultimately they recognize that a conscious human being is a conscious human being. It doesn't matter what vehicle, shape, or form it comes in. They can just see that. So we're going to actually take a quick little break because our Zoom is going to pause in a second. So we're going to let this record. I'll let you guys grab some water and we'll jump back on the call. How's that oh, sound? Good. All right, guys, we are back. We're still chilling here with Jeff, Kenny, and Kerwin. And I want to jump right back into it with you guys because it's been amazing so far. So quickly, with everything you guys are doing, you are creating the YouTube videos. You are filming and documenting everything. What's up with that? Why are you doing that? Is that for building the brand? Is that for building the community? What's, what's going on with the documentation part? Yeah, so um, actually, we read uh, Grant Cardone. Um, I think it's the 10X book. And he explained how having omnipresence is really important in, in any field you want to succeed in. Um, and so we've just been trying to be consistent on every single platform we can find. I mean, we do TikTok, LinkedIn, um, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're trying to do Facebook, YouTube. Um, so we're just trying to be in every single social media page that you can even think of. That way that, you know, when people look back and even look us up, they'll find us on whatever platform they're looking for us on. Um, and also, I mean, it's just we're genuinely trying to document the journey. Uh, and we're trying to be as transparent and, like, just show how you know, we started here and in 10 years, we're going to look back and be like, wow, that's where we started. Uh, but it's also just, you know, marketing and building our brand. That's the main thing. I love it. And who's managing the social media? Is it one of you? Is it all three of you? Do you guys export that to somebody else? So, so most of it. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was going to say it is um, all of us. So I handle the LinkedIn, the Twitter page. My brother, Jeffrey does TikTok um, and Instagram. Canada does some Facebook and YouTube. We also have another partner. His name is Victor. Not uh, he, he runs our YouTube page. Um, he's been helping us a lot. He's actually like the film guy, the uh, editing the videos. He's been an amazing help. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Cause I was watching the YouTube video. I'm like, yo, someone here clearly like knows After Effects, and I was like, all right, you guys are on point with it. Yeah, yeah. The cool thing is like we have like a lot of friends. Um, and I feel like the more you post, that's why you want to be so active because people will just want to help you. Like my friend Victor, he wouldn't have known what I was doing if I wasn't making posts. So he offered, man, I want to, I want to, I like what you guys are doing. I want to help it out in any way. And I've had two people offer me, um, like I've, we've had like three or four people want to jump onto the team willing to work for no money. So um, Victor was doing that for, we weren't paying him at all, which we eventually we're going to. He was making all those videos just to be a part of the team. And I think that's, that's the importance of, of you don't even know like the reward you're going to get if you're actually posting. Um, and for example, like on Facebook, I'll DM 20 people like Pace said, right? I'll just DM random people, try to network and boom, I'll get uh, random networks. I'll get private lenders hitting us up now. Um, like random people in different markets that have buyers that we're going to need eventually. And it's just like only good things come from being on social media. So and like Gary V says, you can look at like, look at one of his pages on Instagram or on TikTok. He, he really, really uh, like expresses the, the importance of being on social media because nowadays everyone's on it. So. You're only like you're really only losing if you're not on social media. Yeah, I totally agree, and I think a lot of people they're on social media, but they're not using it intentionally. And social media is a tool, without a doubt. Like if I see you just like scrolling aimlessly on social, I'm like, all right, you're not actually using it. You're being used by it. You're sucked in. You're one of the consumers of social media. People forget a lot of the times if you're using a free platform, that 
guess what? That means you're the one like create, like you're the one working this platform. You work for them. If you're using a free platform in the sense that you're just the consumer and someone else is selling to you and you're buying. So if you're getting on there intentionally and recognizing, okay, like I got a lot of customers on here. I got a lot of people I can reach out to. I got a lot of potential network. There's an ocean of people that I can be tapping into and you're consciously actively doing that. You're using social media properly. So I'm actually really hyped to hear that you guys are doing this so intentionally because it shows it really really does show in the way you guys put things out, the way you respond to messages, the way you're interacting, the way you're just consistent with it. That's, that's another level. That's a level that a lot of people haven't tapped into yet. So speaking of the consistency, what is it that you guys are doing in order to keep yourselves motivated and keep yourselves consistent? Like, how are you forming that habit? Like, are you actively trying to keep yourselves in a good vibration every single day? Are you just have you formed certain systems that it doesn't even matter what mood you're in, like no matter what, there's a bare minimum. Like what's that look like? How do you keep this machine going? I'll go first on this one. Um, so I read a book called 13 or Atomic Habits. I don't know if you've read it, but um, pretty much says that if you do something 13 times in a row, it becomes a habit and to not miss two days. If you're going to take one day off then do that, but usually as long as you show up, whether it's five minutes, whether it's as long as you want, show up that way it continues to be a habit. But what I do is, I just do the same thing every single day, six times a week. And I'll work every single day. So um, the, the hours change, but I try to work every single day. We all do it. I'll wake up at six. I, I work out. Um, I, eat, I eat breakfast, work out, do some yoga, go on a run, come back, take a cold shower. Um, like I said, uh, another thing that I learned in my books was cold showers were really good. Like the hot showers. All this gets my mindset ready. And I just, I've become more happy and like everything and reading a lot. throughout. When I was cold calling, I was reading. I wasn't just on social media. I was reading, I was watching Pace, um, just doing something to learn and just continuing to do that for this whole summer has like ingrained me into who I am now and like my mindset. Um, and it's now easy. It's now, uh, I, feel, I see the benefits of it. So it's like addicting now. And, and I've read a Be Obsessed with Be Average. And once you read that, once I read that book, I learned, okay, being obsessed, having an obsession is good. That's the way you become great is to actually be obsessed. It's like every single second of the day, if you can apply it to something that you, to get you closer to your goals, imagine how powerful that is. Most people don't do that. They'll, they'll say, oh, I'm going to show up for like an hour today, maybe 30 minutes. No, I'm doing this all day, every day. Because I know someone else isn't. You know what I mean? And that's why they aren't great. And that's why that's how I can get there. Dude, I love it. Yo, Jeff, by the way, man, like the amount of books you've already quoted today, like, <laughs> dude, you are clearly a reader and I love it, bro. Like, I want to see like a weekly like update on your Instagram each week of like, yo, here's a new book recommendation because you got them. <laughs> Like just yeah, coming out. I like bro. to do it because that way people don't think I'm just talking off like what I think. Like this is what a book, you know what I mean? I can reference the book. So that way they don't think I'm like, you know, just saying random stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing. You got permission to like gloat about information because you could say like, yo, this information is not mine. So I could talk about it as much as I want. But I'm not bragging. I'm just sharing. Dude, exactly. I absolutely to, love it. To kind of come back to that point, um, and, and you hear everybody say this. I think the most, the absolute most important factor into just the mindset is your why. Like, why are you doing this? Why, your why, why has to be just so absolutely strong that nothing matters, whether you fail, whether you're having a bad day, nothing matters that you can get, get down and just get the work done. Because what I have found, I mean, we have really, really, really big goals and, you know, it, it is so, so much easier. This is what I tell people. It is so, so much easier for me to wake up late, to just watch Netflix all day, not do anything, 
all day. It, it is so much easier. I mean, I love what I do, of course, but it would just be so much easier just doing nothing. And, and our why is just so strong that we just don't have that option. We don't. We saw how our family lives back at home. We know that we need to help out, not just our family. I want to help out. Like, I want to be a philanthropist. Like, I want to help out as many people uh, in this world as possible. Because, yes, this world is great. It's amazing that we live here. But there's a lot of, like, bad things, you know. I want to be able to help out. I want to, I want to impact the world. I want my name to be, like, a household name. And in order to do that, I can't just sit around and do exactly what everyone else is doing, you know, because what does that get everyone else? Exactly where they are. The greats wake up every day with intention and they know what they're after. You have to have, you have to have goals. You have to have dreams and no dream is too big enough. Like our dreams, like when I feel like sometimes when I talk to some people about our dreams, it's just like, I sound like I'm bragging and I hate sounding like that. Uh, and I have learned that if you sound like you're bragging to certain people that you shouldn't be around them because they're obviously their goals aren't big enough either. Um, and so I'm trying to kind of find those kind of people that, you know, we can have conversations that are like, you know, like me, I want to be a billionaire. Like that's my number. Once I reach that number, you know, I will stop working as hard, but until then, like I'm dedicating my life. I want bees. Like I don't want millions. I don't want like, I don't want like thousands with a billion, like I want generational wealth. I want to be my family, not just myself to be good. Like I don't do this for me. Like if I was doing this for me, I would have, I would have been done a while ago, you know, but this isn't for me. This is like for our family, for like people who are to come that I'm, I'm hopefully going to be able to help and, and just show like you can really come from almost nothing to actually being something in life. You just got to you just got to get behind the seat and you got to take ownership of your life and, and you can't blame anything on it. Where you are in life right now, you can't blame anybody because you wake up every day and do what? That's what you should ask yourself. What do you do every day to reach your goals? And, and if yeah, you can't answer that question, then you're obviously not doing enough. Yeah, I just wanted to add to that. Um, add to our why. I'm going to give you a little background of, of my mom and her because she's literally like she's a single mom. She's been the biggest influence in our lives. Um, she came here when she was 18. She's the only sibling of like nine or more than that, but of, of a lot of kids in a low income area of Guatemala, like very dirt poor. Um, I, we just went back. They don't even have access to clean water. She was, uh, they were petitioning to get access to clean water. And that's like, we literally came from that. Like one, two generations is that's where we could have been. And she made the choice. All everyone told her not to come to America. She wasn't going to like it. She was all alone. She's a woman, a young woman. Like it was dangerous. She came, migrated a very dangerous journey to America. She came here. Uh, she went to New York because it was, uh, sorry, did, can you guys hear me? Okay, sorry. She came to New York. She went to New York. Um, she couldn't afford living there because she had us. And everyone said, no, you can't move to North Carolina. You're not going to be able to survive on your own. She came here. She bought a house, even though everyone said she wasn't going to be able to afford a house. She got a house. We live in a house. Um, and so we just genuinely, like no one in our family has been set up in such a way that we feel that we've been genuinely blessed that like it would it, it's our responsibility to not take that for granted and to, to make the most of it because so many other people uh even i mean even if people can see that we've gone through adversity and they would see it as hard and as an obstacle like we genuinely think that you don't you're not faced with anything that you can't overcome and it's genuinely only built us to where we are now so like i'm so grateful for everything that's happened to us good and bad because it's made us who we are. It's, it's put us in the position that we are in. And it's also allows us to be empathetic to people who, uh, you know, like we did it. And, and I understand that, you know, 
not everybody is going to have the same chances, but I genuinely believe where there's a will, there's a way. And uh, I think like we kind of serve to, to be proof of that. Yeah. And I think everyone, like we all have 24 hours. So the difference between the people that are great and the people that, um, you know, they don't get to fulfill their dreams. I wake up every morning. I don't like, I wake up really early. I don't always sleep that long. It's not like I want to get up out of bed. Like the bed is the, my favorite. Like I love like, when you're in your sleep, you wake up. That feels good as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never want to get up, but I, the alarm goes off, and boom. Like, I know I don't feel like getting up, but I'm going to get up every single day. It's a habit now. And once you build that habit, like, I, everyone has, like I said, everyone has the same 24 hours. But well, what makes us different is what we do with that. That's why I'm obsessed, because I want to make every single second count. Like, I literally hate not doing something productive. It, it's, sometimes I'll take a little break, like an hour. I'll hang out with like my, my girlfriend or something like that. But literally, I built an obsession, and I, I never – people will say, you work too hard, or – don't remember to have fun. I'm like, okay, like you're coming. Don't take another advice is don't take advice from someone you wouldn't trade places with. Like if my friend who's 18 is telling me not to, like why, why am I going to listen to you? Like like I don't want to swear. Like where are you that you can give me advice? You know what I mean? Like I'll take advice from someone that was where I want to be. Um. So with my time, I I value that so much. That's why I, sometimes it's hard to say no. I can't go hang out. No, I can't do this because you really like it is what we all have in common. And the biggest difference is what we actually do with that time. And that's why everyone says like all millionaires will say. If I could buy time, I would. Like, I'd keep all my money up for time. That's why I don't take it for granted at all. Like, I'm going to make every single second count. Because I could be gone tomorrow. You know what I mean? And I want to make sure I'm doing something that is going to be long-lasting and that I can feel like I was productive today. Like, that feeling. that It feeds my obsession. Because I am, I won't care what people say. I'm obsessed. And I'm okay with it. I love it. That's what keeps me going. So, I think that's the way we're all going to get to where we want to be. And, I, and everyone that's great is obsessed. Wow. Yo, I seriously, like, you guys have no idea. It's like, I'm, I feel like I'm looking at like a Power Rangers squad, man. Like you guys all like each fill in so much of, like, like it's a, it's a crazy team. I'm looking at like this dynamic. I'm like, damn, like you said billionaire, my brain immediately saw it. I'm like, yeah, they're going to make it happen. Like there's no doubt in my mind. Like I'm seeing it clearly because you guys have that energy. I, I thank think you, thank you. energy coming through the screen, man. Like it's wild. It's right real, now. bro. So yeah, this actually, is what we want. I know you mentioned how do we stay motivated and like we mentioned our why, but I think also we're just so blessed that we have three people. We're a team, like you said, like we motivate each other. Like when I'm down, I just go to them for, for energy and for positive encouragement. And we like literally hype each other up all day. Like we, we, we jump around and like jump up and down when, when we close a deal and like, you know, we, we just joke around, but I, a lot of people don't have that, which is really unfortunate, but I'm like, we, we just, I don't know. We are in such a position to, to succeed because we have three people that just share that same energy and, and I'm so blessed. See, I'm happy. Yo, I'm happy to hear you guys say that because that's something I've been struggling with and that's what I've been learning. And that's why I'm grateful for like these last few months. It's really been teaching me life is a team sport. And like, I didn't have siblings as like close as you guys are. Like, so I, I always did everything by myself. So I was more like on your mom's side where like, I was like, well, I have to be the one to do everything. And now I'm recognizing like, that's stupid. Life is a team sport find people to work with and you're going to go a lot further by yourself. You could go faster. Yes. But together you could go way further. So that is just, like I said, man, like I'm looking at the power ranges right now. So let me guys ask you right now, is real estate the only stream of income or the only focus as of right now, as far as entrepreneurship or are there other businesses in the background that we just don't know about yet? Yeah, I think um, social media it's in itself. is going to be a business. You know what I mean? So um, eventually, like, I want to do, I don't know exactly, like, I want to focus on real estate right now, but I know that eventually we want to get into, like, Amazon dropshipping. Um, 
that's pretty much the only one we had on, on, in mind, but I want to make multiple businesses. So as of right now, I need to have capital to do that. And in real estate, honestly, I think it's the best business to get into because first you can create passive income. So by the time that I'm like 20, I'll be able to um, actually not worry about money. I can go focus on starting businesses and through our mentorship, we're learning how to raise private capital. And just having that knowledge in my book, like I said, I'm mentioning another book, but level five investors can actually use other people's money. That's what makes you a level five investor. And once we were, once we're able to do that, as soon as I'm able to do that, I can start any business because anyone's going to want to like give me their money. You know what I mean? Money, like and then when I was growing up, of course, coming from a low income background, you feel like money is like a, but you don't, it's like anti-abundance. Like you can't find it anywhere. But as you get like more and more uh, knowledgeable in, in the business world, you notice that like money is everywhere. Oh my People God. are looking where to give their money to. So if I, all I have to know is know how to use it and boom, like, I can start anything. I just have to find the right people, like I said. So once I'm like at that stage, I think uh, I'll be able to start any business. So honestly, anything that makes money. I mean, anything that's passive, anything that's, I want passive income. So I wouldn't really, uh, I don't know exactly what we're going, going to get into, but anything that's passive is what we want to do. Yeah, I love it. And you're spot on. Like that's something that was demystified for me where as I started diving more into this, learning more, connecting more, networking more, you start to realize like, holy crap, there is money everywhere like i have access to more money now and like i don't have a vehicle yet to put it into so i'm working on that side of building the vehicles so i can accept the money because there's already people that you've built this trust with who have this money sitting around and they don't know what to do with it and you just see okay wow i can i don't even need my own capital i just need to go find the deals i just need to show you how it makes sense and then you're going to give me the money i'm going to get you a return i'm going to get myself a return and we can scale this thing and that's why they say scaling becomes such an amazing thing when money starts flowing in it flows in with such abundance it's going to blow your mind with where it's even been coming from so with all that you guys shared a little bit about the mission you let us know that you're going to that billion dollar mark which i absolutely see you guys are going to be serial entrepreneurs i know that for a fact i can already feel it which is really cool and you guys shared a little bit of the daily habits yeah anytime man you guys shared a little bit of the daily habits that you do to keep yourselves motivated and to keep everything just going, flowing, and preventing and avoiding that burnout. Because a lot of people, <clears throat> they don't think about how to prepare for that burnout. Eventually, the burnout will come. So you guys are able to go to each other. When one person burns out, they can come to the other two and get recharged. And it's cyclical like that. So once again, that team really holds up everything. So what I want to do is I want to ask you guys to of my favorite questions that I ask all guests when they come on the show. And Jeff, I already know you're gonna have answers for this one. And I'm sure <laughs> you guys are gonna have answers as well. But with the question is, what are your favorite books? All right, so it could be, let me get two at most two books that are your favorite books. It could be in any topic, it could be personal development, it could be finance, it could be fiction, nonfiction. But what two books do you feel have just given you the most advantage in your life? I'll go first. Um, I think A New Earth is my number one book. I read that like two weeks ago. Um, it's just, it teaches you to be present. Um, and I feel like once I read it, I like growing up through high school, anyone, everyone has the same mindset where like you allow thoughts to come into your head. It's almost like impossible because you don't know there's a different way to think. But once you really like start, re after like once you read that book, you'll learn that, the mind, the ego possesses your, your mind. So you are actually possessed by thoughts that are coming in and you feel like you have no control over it. And that's what they say. Once you can control your mind, you can literally do anything. And it's so true. I don't get anxious anymore. I don't get angry. I don't get fearful. Like all those are, are, are constructs. Just, we all have the same emotions. 
but we all learn how to control it differently because like I, I can control my mind. I am like, it's not, it's not it. Like I don't look at um, this, like nothing, nothing, everything happens for like a reason. It's like coexisting. The, the book is really like monk. It's like really monk, but I think it's such a good book. The second book I have is, um, I would say it's, um, I just put that in, hold on. Be Obsessed or Be Average by Grant Cardone. 10X also, those two, I think they talk about the same thing, but um, it just really teaches you no excuses. You, you can literally take your life and do whatever you want with it. Um, and obsession. I think I told everyone that hit me, him, that would hit me up in the DMs or will ask me what's like your advice to start a business. I'll tell them, read those two books. It'll teach you. And, and I tell them, like my friends who are athletes, because I, I was an athlete, I played soccer, and I wish I would have had this mindset when I actually, I wanted to go pro for a long time, but then I found real estate. And I was like, man, if I had this mindset, like an athlete, you, you become obsessed. Like if you literally build a schedule throughout your day around just being the best possible. Like when I, when I look at like these top athletes, people act like they weren't obsessed or like they, they were lucky or they were just naturally gifted. Yes, they were naturally, they had natural talent, but it comes down to them and being obsessed, doing it every day, eating right, watching film all day, uh, just the whole life. Their whole life is built around it. That's an obsession. And that's the only way you can become great in anything is become obsessed because other people, they're not going to, they're going to go out with a friend at night. They're going to go out and watch Netflix. If you use that time to just do something productive, you're, it's, it's insane. Like I've done it for this whole summer and I mean, I've learned so much. Like my life has changed. So I feel like those are my top two books. My top three, I guess. 10X, Be Obsessed and uh, Anywhere. Dude, I love it. I absolutely love it. Be Obsessed too. Like I think my brain immediately goes back to Kobe Bryant. Like one of my favorite, mm-hmm. favorite mm-hmm. people. Like when he passed, like it actually, like it was so weird. Like I never felt anything when, you know, like a celebrity passes or someone that you don't know personally. But that was the first time I ever like actually felt something for someone that I hadn't met personally. I was like, holy crap. Like, like I woke up and like things were just different. I didn't know why things felt weird and different. Then I turned on the news and found out why things felt weird that day. Yeah. Like it's like Michael Jordan. Did you watch that doctor? uh, Yeah. The the last um, game? Yep. I forget what it's called. Is that what it's called? Um, The last dance. The last last dance. dance. Yep. That that was insane. I I watched that and then I I started actually looking at athletes like Kobe Bryant and him listening to their speeches. And it's just like the same thing in these books. That's what I think. I feel like, the more you learn about these, these people that are great, they all share the same thing. They're like, they're not all, like, I feel like success isn't, there's no secret to it. Just be obsessed, want it more than anything, and you're going to do it. Yeah, man, success leaves clues. So what about yeah. you, Kenny? What do you, what do you got, bro? So um, I would say the book that kind of started uh, the whole mindset shift, um, because, you know, in, in, you know, coming from a uh, low-income immigrant parent, of course, um, you know, school, and not to say school is not important because I think education is very important. You know, a lot of people have been successful coming from an educated background, but education is not the only way to become successful. And I think um, rich dad, poor dad was the absolute one that just kind of shifted that mindset. And just because I knew, you know, I've always been good at school somewhat. And, um, you know, it, it just, I felt, I've always felt, I've always felt that it just was not for me. And, uh, you know, that book personally, it just changed my mindset to show me that I don't need it. You know, I don't need to go the path that everyone is saying to go to because there's multiple, multiple multi-millionaires, multi-billionaires, trillionaires, whatever, um, that have not gone to school or that have done it without an education. Now, if you, of course, want to go be a doctor or a lawyer or something, I'd say that's good, you know, do that. Definitely. You need to be certified in your field. But as an entrepreneur, school for me just was not the route. And when, once I read that book, 
it was just um it, it was like speaking to me saying that you know if if you find something and you just do it and you become obsessed with it especially real estate um you know this is the path that you can you know become successful in and you don't need that piece of paper um so that one was really what shifted my mind um i love grant cardone absolutely love him i've been following him since last year of um you know since i was selling cars he actually started as a car salesman um and the reason i love him is because his story is incredible i mean he started at the age of 25 being addicted to hardcore drugs right 27 he finally finally quit at the age of 27 age of 27 he started as a car salesman um and then found his way into real estate at the age of like 30 um and he's worth 2 billion dollars right now now when i when i see that you know at the age of 30 coming from making $60,000 a year to 2 billion dollar net worth that just lets me know that anything is possible and then of course he did it so i love everything that he has to say his books are just absolutely insane they just it's like a drug like it just it, it pumps me up like full with like adrenaline and like it's just like a crazy energy that dude is like it's like you can call him crazy but i love it because like it's okay to be crazy it's okay to never ever take any days off people always say you work too hard like my brother said you work too hard you should take a day off sometimes you need a day off but why why do i need why are you telling me what i need you know like that's exactly what he emphasizes in his book don't like it's okay to be like this because they, no one knows where you want to be. And he makes it known that it's okay to be that way, you know? So, you know, be obsessed or be average that book, uh, man, that book is something else. It really just shows you that not only do you have to be obsessed, but it's okay to be obsessed. You know, people are going to tell you not to do it. People are going to say you work too much. You might lose some friends. You might lose family members or whatever it is. But as long as you're obsessed and you know where you're going, nothing can nothing can change the journey. So those really those two books really changed. Hey. I you know, I love it, man. You no, know, especially because what you guys said is, if someone's not where you want to be, why the heck, why am I taking your advice? You know what I mean? Like if I wouldn't yeah, trade places exactly. with you, why would I listen to your advice? And I, that is spot on because a lot of people, they're getting advice from so many different folks in their life, their friends, their family, their teacher, their whoever. And those people mean well, but ask yourself, would you want to live the life that they're living? If the answer is not without a doubt, yes, ignore their advice and keep it pushing. You know, like that's why we got with Pace. That's why we got into his mentorship and we decided to learn from him. I looked at his life. I flew out to Arizona to make sure it was real. I wanted to go touch it and see it and be like, yo, are you really the real deal? Because you're doing what I want to be doing. So I got there. I saw it. It was real. And I said, you know what? That's it. I don't need to question anymore. If you say something, I'm not questioning it. I'm doing it. Period. Point blank. I've already made up my mind. So that's sick, man. So Kerwin, what you got, bro? What books you got, man? So they, um, those other books are awesome. I've, I've read the, most of them. Um, they're big on mindset. I think for me, Fake Assets by Robert Kiyosaki was probably one of my favorite books of all time. Um, it's really great. And I'm actually still in college, but my brothers aren't. But um, it taught me, like, college is genuinely – it's losing value every day. But it's, I, I just hate that there's a stigma against uh, people that choose not to go to college. Um, I think that, that, like, most successful entrepreneurs, a lot of them didn't go to college. Um, and that's okay. But also, it just taught me that, that, you know, real estate is one of the best investments you can make. Um, the stock market is – 
not a good investment. Um, it, it, I like history too, and it uh, taught me a side of history, uh, especially economic history, that a lot of people don't talk about. Um, and then the other one would probably be Think and Grow Rich. That one's very historical, but also very big on mindset. And I think that one was the one that changed it for me. And I remember this one, uh, like part of the book that explains how this one deaf guy uh, who couldn't hear and all the doctors told him he didn't, wasn't ever going to be able to hear. Um, he just willed it into existence. Like he kept trying and believing that he was going to hear it, And then he actually re like, got his hearing, um, which is, I think was like, that was it for me. Like that showed me that your brain is so powerful and like, you literally can will something into existence. And like, like that is, if that's not a perfect example of something that like literally scientific, uh, the, the scientists and doctors were telling him he was not going to be able to hear. Um, but I mean, at that point it's like, you can believe in blessings or you can believe in the power of the brain, whatever it is. Uh, it's, it's something that's really powerful. And I think that that just kind of goes to show the, the true like potential that everyone has within them. Um, and you just have to choose to activate it and to access it. Um, and also millionaire mindset. That's another one. Um, that's great. Uh, I love that one. And uh, that one also taught me that it's okay to want to be successful and it's okay to want to, like, you're not greedy for wanting to be rich, you know, like who am I going to be able to help by, be, by staying poor, you know? Like who, who's that going to help? I have to get there first and then I can help people. But I will, I refuse to feel bad for wanting to be successful. I refuse to feel bad for wanting to be rich. I don't care if that comes off as cocky or, you know, like, like I genuinely, cause I, I, I know why I'm doing it and I know that I want to help people. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that that's helped me be okay with uh, pursuing that and, and feeling good about it. Dude. I mean, I absolutely love that man. First off thinking grow rich was like the book that like blew my brain open and just, made me look at everything differently like that was the first read where like it made me just reanalyze every aspect of my entire life and i love what you said about being a millionaire because that's something i know a lot of good people struggle with a lot of really good people that have kind hearts that have good souls they struggle with wanting to obtain money and have material things because they still have that construct in their mind that money is the root of all evil because unfortunately you know our media has produced it like that you watch a movie the bad guy is always like the rich bad guy like it's the daddy warbucks kind of individual so everyone has it in their mind that if you want money that ultimately you want to do bad things with it and that's just not the case one of my very very early mentors taught me that money doesn't change who you are. It amplifies the person that's already there. If you were a jerk before, you're just going to be a bigger jerk with money. If you were Mother Teresa, like if I gave Mother Teresa a billion dollars, she's not going to switch up. She's not going to be stunting. She's not going to be in the club with the Raris and the Rolexes. Mother Teresa is going to be out doing more good. You're going to give her a platform. You're going to give her the tools she needs in order to do more of what it was she was doing. So I absolutely love hearing you say that because that conversation needs to be had way more. People are scared to talk about money, especially people that come from not having money. They don't have the conversation. And when I go into other families, other networks, other communities, they have these conversations and that's why they're able to obtain wealth. And that's why they're able to do meaningful changes for their communities. Our minority communities, we're not having these conversations and that's why it needs to change. That's why I'm so grateful that you guys are on this episode today, that you're talking about it, that you're proud about it and that you're transparent about it. So I do have one more question for you guys. And I think this question, I'm actually going to restart this one because I want your full answer for these. And I want these to be well thought out answers. I did not anticipate us going this long, but you guys are just like a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of just positive <laughs> experience. Like I'm beyond grateful that you guys are sharing your time with me, that you guys are sharing your time with the listeners. And I want to make sure that they get the full 
this, like everything from this next question I'm going to ask you. All right, so we're going to pause right here, and we're going to get right back on. Sounds good. Okay. It's recording back on. We are back, and now we have the final question. This is my absolute favorite question to ask every single person on the show, which is if you woke up tomorrow and you had no memory of anything, you didn't remember your name, who you were, your family, like any of the technical skills you've built up until now, you, have, you don't remember any of the books you read, you don't remember any of the relationships you built, you are a blank slate. But you did retain one piece of wisdom that you knew for certain was true. Like you never questioned it. Like you just woke up and there was one bit of information in your head that you just ran with and you'd never questioned it. You never doubted it. You never asked yourself, why do I know this to be true? You just worked with it. What do you want that one piece of wisdom to be? I'll go first. Um, I would say do what you Chase your dreams, that simple. Chase your dreams. Because I think I'd wake up and I would, uh, it might take me some time to realize what I want to do again, but I think I'd get right back on the same track. I'm literally chasing my dreams every single day. That's why I, I get, I go to bed, I wake up. I mean, I, when you wake up, I feel like I don't, I'm not thinking of anything. I'm thinking about going back to sleep. You know what I mean? I think the only thing on my mind. So I feel like the same thing every single day. It's like, chase your dreams, chase your dreams, chase your dreams. And the dreams, whatever that is, whatever that is, you're going to work hard to get there. Um, and if you, if you really want it, you're going to work hard and everything else will fall in place. So I really say just go for what you want in life because it really is like we, we aren't going to live forever. Um, and one day, like all these things that we have, are just they're going to go away. And um, I think really like, just doing what you want in life, that, that gives me the most fulfillment. Because I feel like a lot of people, especially people that like I'll see like they're going to become lawyers, doctors. And I, I'm sure a lot of them do want that, but a lot of them are just probably falling into some type of pressure from their parents or, or society that says this is the way to be successful. And then in the books that I've read, like it, it turns out that they actually didn't want that. And they feel, you know, they live the life of regret when they get to like their deathbed. They look back and like, that, that's like the thing I'm most fearful of. I'm not really fearful of many things, but the one thing I am fearful of is being regretful when I'm, when I'm about to die. I want to make sure I live the best possible life and I regret nothing. Cause I'm, you know, you, you never get that time back. So. I love that. I, I agree, man. I think that's something that everybody should do as weird as it may sound or as unusual as it may sound, but you should contemplate your own death and you should do that rather often. Like it should be something that's just a part of your experience, a part of your reflection, a part of your meditation, thinking about what it's going to look like at the end of the journey. And when you're laying there on your deathbed, what do you want to be saying? What do you want to be able to look back on and see? And then come back to the present moment and recognize, good, now you're here to do something about it. You can now create that for yourself. And yeah. it's going to ultimately help you shape out a future that's worth building. You know? Yeah. So I like yeah, that. As long as you have like, the drive, like, as long as you have that will to do it, everything else will fall in place. Because um, I feel like just, that's how life works. Like you, you do what you want and then you know, good things come, you're, you're happy. And I think at the end of the day, that's really what matters. If you're happy. And I feel like, how can you not be happy if you're chasing your dreams? Like, cause you're going to, like, if you're going to fail, you're going to, something's going to happen. Life's going to happen to you. But as long as you're uh, chasing your dreams, I mean, that's going to lead you to maybe reading this book that teaches you how to think. And then, you know, that's going to help you like be less anxious or you want to be happy and you want to chase your dreams. So doing yoga, working out, eating healthy, it's going to help you reach your dreams. So everything falls into place in my opinion. Dude, I love it. I got to send you guys over a book. Um, once this is over, I'm going to text you guys over a book that I just, 
I just recently found that someone sent it to me maybe about two or three days ago and I've been sitting and listening to it and it's been absolutely insane. I think you guys are going to get a lot of value out of it as well. Sounds good. Man. All right. Who's up next? Yeah. So I think, I think that's a good one. Um, of course I would say definitely always chase your dreams, but it's funny that you would say that because, you know, I'm really big on, um, there's this guy named, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of him. His name is Rafael Vargas. Um, and his story is, is very, very interesting. You know, at the age of uh, 17, uh, you know, he was in an, um, it, it was an alternation, alternative um, high school, meaning that he got kicked out of high school and then he just dropped out. Um, he was dead broke. He always likes to say I was dead broke as a joke. Um, and, you know, one, one of his videos, um, you know, he has, you know, he's very, very wealthy. And of course I'm not a, a materialistic person, but I want to have nice things in life. And, and he, uh, you know, was, it was a video he had, he just had gotten a, a Lamborghini, uh, and he has also like a, a G wagon. He's very successful. And they ask him this exact question. What would you tell yourself? Or, uh, what would you say to yourself at when you were 18 or 19 or 20 and he's now 28, you know? Um, and he's made it. So, um, and he, his answer was, um, just trust the process. But for me, it would just be get into real estate and just no matter what, like no matter what happens, no matter what, where you go, no matter what, what happens, what obstacles come across, what, uh, no matter what, just trust the process and just keep going with it. Uh, real estate has created more multimillionaires and billionaires that this planet has ever seen. And, um, <clears throat> It's, uh, you know, it, this business is actually really, really crazy. I really love it, actually. But I mean, I would just tell my, you know, if I was 28, telling myself, you know, if I could have started even sooner, I mean, I know I'm young, but if I could have started when I was 18, man, uh, that would be grateful because, you know, I would have already been, you know, further in our journey now, but I'm just grateful that we are here and we're, we're just rocking, you know? Um, so I would definitely say just get into real estate. That would be on my mind constantly because, this business is like, you, you have so like real estate everywhere, you know, land. Like if you're sitting in a house, you're sitting in a business, you're at the park, no matter where you are, someone owns that land, you know? And that's just crazy to me. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that would be something that would, uh, that I would tell myself or, or just, uh, try to, that's the only thing that I would retain. Yo, I love it. I, I know exactly what you mean because as I started tapping into real estate, I couldn't even take a walk down the street without looking at like, damn, somebody owns that house. Somebody owns that house. Someone owns that land. Someone owns that. Like so, and I just kept noticing. I was like, there's a person behind the ownership of all of this. And most people always assume that it's the person living in the house. And that's not the case. It's like you walk the neighborhood now and you start to realize, wow, like there's one dude that owns 10% of all the properties out here. Just one guy. And he doesn't even live in the neighborhood. And then there's another guy that might own 15% of all the properties. And then there are homeowners that live in their homes. And then you realize the city owns some of these homes and they don't know what to do. And it's just like, it blows your mind. And you're like, I could be tapping into this and it's everywhere you go. There's land everywhere you go. So that's a good answer, man. I like that answer a lot. Um, so yeah, I guess I actually want to add to that. Um, yeah, real estate, I kind of already touched, touched it on it last but earlier, but Real estate is the best investment you can make in your life. I think that uh, we are so lucky that this is the first business we chose to start because a lot of people start other businesses, but real estate, it will truly 
give you like the, the financial freedom to do whatever you want with. So I, we might change our minds on what we want to do for the rest of our lives. We might want to go and lounge on a beach after we build our portfolio, but we ha we'll have the freedom to do that. Um, so that's why you know, I'm so lucky that we, are, we chose real estate. But um, a practical answer to your question, I, I would, I'm, I'm gonna give it to you, I'm sorry, but um, practical answer would be trust Pace Morby. <laughs> like if I had to pick one <laughs> thing that I only wanted to know, go find Pace Morby. Like that's the only thing. I would find him, join the subtube group, and now he would teach me mindset and uh, real estate, so like everything. But um, if like, you're, like an overall uh, moral to, to live by would be um, the only way you fail in life is by quitting. Uh, genuinely, like no matter what you're doing, if you quit, then you, then you fail. But like I refuse to take failure as an option. It's only an opportunity to grow and to learn if you let it be that. But if you choose to let it defeat you, like then yeah, you failed. But failure is honestly just as good as winning if not better because you win and you feel good about yourself when you, when you, when you lose, you, you have, you have the opportunity to reevaluate uh, and see where you made mistakes. And that's like, you learn so much from that and you can grow so much from that. And I, I didn't just touch on that. And I'm sure he wants to touch on that too. Yeah. Failing <laughs> is how you progress. Like how else can you move forward? You know what I mean? Like when you're winning, you're kind of just, you know, you're going in the right direction, but when you fail, you're like, okay, I, this is how I get one step closer to winning. So, I mean, winning yeah. is letting you know you're going in the right direction, but, Failing is the only really way you can like make sure you're on that right path. Failure is just an indicator of like where your weaknesses are. And so that's what I want to know because I don't know what I don't know. So if it helps me identify like, oh, I could use some work here, then great. And I could just even be, it's like building a machine and you just point out where the mistakes are and where the weaknesses are so you can just improve it and, and just make it efficient, even more efficient. Yeah. yeah. No. I think... I think really people are like, and I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I think it's just society, you know, it's fear. Yes. I think it's society. Like, especially, um, you know, in school, you're taught failing is bad, you know? And so it's just ingrained in you that when you fail, that it's just bad, you know? And, and especially when you're in school, like everyone sees it as negative, but in life, if you think about it, like, Colonel Sanders, you know, everyone told him his chicken was not good. This dude was like, dude, my chicken, chicken is, is really gas. good. Like, my chicken is gas. You guys are chicken is gas. Yeah. So he went, he, it took him a thousand people to taste his chicken for someone to be like, huh, like this chicken is gas. Everyone is tripping. So it's like, you know, like who cares what anyone says? As yeah. long as you never, ever give up. Failure is just an obstacle. Yeah. And as long as you climb over that, like you're going to come out on the other end. Like how can you see the other end if you don't try? Like if you, if you're just getting knocked down and life is going to knock you down. It's not how many times life knocks you down though. It's about how many times you can get hot, like get up. Like in that movie when Rocky, um, what's his name was talking to Rocky. Rocky, Rocky. He said, yeah. He said, it's not about how many times you get hit. It's about how many times you can get hit and keep on moving forward. And that's literally the key to life. Yeah, I also think just one last thing, emotional <laughs> IQ. That's like the biggest thing for me because like in school, they'll say in uh, tactical IQ, your IQ score. I think that's all BS. Like, I mean, yeah, you can be book smart, but like I could be book smart. I, I, got, I got like a really good GPA in college and high school wasn't that good, but it all came down because I, I, I wanted to do it. So I did it, but uh, you can control your emotions. Like, IQ, if you can control fear, most people can't do that. That's why they don't take risks. That's why they don't, you know, do great things and they don't fulfill their dreams because they're afraid to fail. And that's that they don't they're like like I said, it comes down to emotional IQ. If you can't control your emotions, then you're really not like like in that book, Cash uh, Cash Flow Quadrant, uh, Robert Kiyosaki said ninety percent of um, reaching financial freedom is dependent on ninety percent of it is 
uh, emotional IQ, 10% of it is intel- uh, technical intelligence. And I think it's 100% true. Like, this is why, I, I mean, I, from a little bit, being a little kid, I feel like I always had some type of control over my emotions. Um, I, and then once I started reading and learning more about it, I'm like, okay. And I kind of like, um, re, it's like re, you, re, you reinforce that, that, that thought process and that, those, those ideas. And most people, they don't do that. And I feel like that's why, you know, that's why I just think that's something that they, a lot of people, they, should, they don't even teach that in school. You know what I mean? But they don't teach anything about finance. They don't teach anything about emotional intelligence. They just teach, get a good grade, study this. We'll learn about, no offense, we'll learn about things in the history that I don't really care about. Like, this is not helping me in any way other than for getting a good grade or on a test or something. And I just and don't, I, like, I don't understand why they don't teach anything else. I just want to add that. Um, so I, it's kind of a personal story, but it's not really. Uh, I had a friend who we, we, I told her that my brother's going to go back to college. Um, my friend's mom. And I told her that uh, we were starting a business and she said, Oh, I know so many people that have started a business and failed. Like you guys should definitely go get your degree first. And I genuinely, and my brothers, I know they agreed that we are genuinely more afraid of working for someone else, living an unfulfilled life. Like I would rather fail at a hundred businesses and know that I'm living every day, chasing my passion. I, I feel so fulfilled every single day when I wake up, like I'm so happy. And that's, I think like, that's, that's what I want in life. You know, even if I'm failing, that's fine. Like I'm more afraid of, of living and being just, knowing that I'm not tapping into my full potential. Like that's genuinely, I'm more afraid of that than any kind of failure when it comes to business. And so that's why I have no tolerance for people that say, oh, like it's too risky. Like the biggest risk is not taking a risk. Like genuinely, I refuse to, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. Dude, yeah. A good yeah. line is, oh my you God. Can you, quit. It's like, you can quit any day. Why quit now? Dude, you guys don't even know, man. Like it's like the funnest thing watching you guys go right now because i just i'm watching like this ball of energy just like get passed from each of you and just gets bigger and <laughs> up. i'm like damn yo this is why they're able to do it like you guys have such a chemistry such a dynamic and like yeah you guys are related but like it's not just being blood related it's like you guys are all on the same mindset you guys are all on Wave the same length. growth path You're on that same i think you like that same frequency and you tapping into the eq that is insanely important, yo, because guys don't tap into that. A lot of men don't figure out how to tap into that, and that's why they never truly, truly, truly become successful. They're purely focused on the IQ. They're purely focused on learning the technical knowledge and thinking that's all they need, and they downplay all the other things, the emotionals, the fear. Like You need to tap into that energy. If you can't read that, if you can't source that, if you can't use that and transmute it, if you can't figure out how to turn your anger into something positive, if you can't figure out how to turn your overexcitement into something long lasting, if you can't figure out how to transmute and come back to a neutral place and use that energy as building blocks, you're never going to make it far. So the hair that you guys all tap into that, that you're all utilizing that and your answers to the question where it's insane, like, like I said, I got no doubt that you guys are going to make that billion dollar mark with these episodes. I'm trying to release them once a week and that would put your guys' episode like two months out from there right now from with all the guests I already had on the show. I don't even want to wait that long. Like I want people to listen to this today. Like I'm, you guys have no clue. Like there's <laughs> Thank people you. I'm sending this to directly. Like they're getting this pre-released. They're getting it before it hits social media because they need to listen to it now. And you guys are getting bumped up the chain. Like this is coming out much sooner than anticipated because you guys, this is valuable, man. Like you guys, seriously, I appreciate the heck out of you guys for coming on the show today. Your time is valuable. Your time is money. You already spent over an hour here with me today. And I know that you guys are pulling yourselves away from the business to do this. So I really do appreciate that so much. So thank you for coming on. Really. We really appreciate it. This is our first podcast. So. 
We really yeah. do appreciate the opportunity to speak. Yeah. I, mean, I just think we all like, I want to be able to like, I think doing these type of things are just good for everyone, you know, um, it kind of just like gives me a good feeling. I feel like hopefully someone gets something out of it. So I really do appreciate you having us. Yeah. I appreciate you uh, giving this the opportunity to get our word. I mean, we're very young and, and I feel like age is just a number. So if you're, you know, 18, 17, 16, or, or it doesn't even matter how old you are, you know, um, it just matters about when you start and when you start, just never give up and just keep, keep, keep going. And, uh, you know, I think you'll be successful. And I mean, as long as you never give up, that's really the key to success, persistence and uh, just never giving up. And to, to all the you know, other young hustlers out there, command your presence in the room. Like, they're not, no, like somebody has to take it. Why, why can't it be you, you know? So, yeah. Dang, man, Kern, you're holding out on us, bro. You had that drill in there the whole time. <laughs> Dude, that's good, man. Command your presence in the room. Absolutely. So, guys, hopefully if you were listening to anything at all today, you picked up a ton of jewels that were dropped down. Go back, re-listen to this, then listen to it again, and then listen to it again. Go follow these guys. So actually, if people are interested in following you all, where can they find you on social media? What, where should they look? What should they type in? Thomas Ventures on Instagram and Facebook and um, TikTok. Thomas Ventures. And, come- and YouTube. Yeah. And that's, that's spelled D-O-N-I-S. Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S, on every platform. Perfect. And I'm going to have that Google. link below. So if you guys just go and like look in the link below, you're going to see Donna's Ventures right there to their TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, everything. Connect with them. Reach out. If you have any questions, hit them up in the DMs. Follow sure. them. Show your love. Show your support. And just ultimately jump on there because they're going to be putting out great, valuable information all day long and you guys are going to get to see that journey be a part of it yeah so yeah again, if you guys have, have any, any questions, questions about anything mm-hmm. any books any you know anything really just uh follow us and, and and shoot us a dm and you know we're very active uh my brothers do very well in, in answering the dms we try to get to everybody so um you know we'll, we'll definitely try our best to answer any questions you guys have heck yeah man well guys again thank you so much for coming on today Thanks thank you for having, having us it's fun yeah. Okay, guys, so I really hope you enjoyed that interview. Once again, I ask that if you receive any value at all, I mean anything, if one thing stood out to you, leave a comment below. Let people know what that thing was. Let us know what it was. We do read all of the comments and absolutely share this with a friend. That is how we help each other, okay? The best thing you can do is pass on knowledge and information that's helping you grow. Send that out to your friends. Help them grow. Build your network and build your power team. Let's all get this together. So I want you guys to click that share button, click that like button, subscribe. Make sure you're here for the next episode. And remember that the greatness is already inside of you.